Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. So, you know, this actually, <coughs> Quran has summarized the whole thing here. But if you look in the details in, in Surah Taha and Surah Al-Anbiya, and Surah Al-Araf and many other surahs, because Musa is some story has mentioned the Quran more than any other prophet's story uh, for many reasons. If you look in those uh, surahs, it becomes very clear that Musa Islam spent a lot of time with Fir'aun, you know, bringing the arguments and so many miracles happening. And Fir'aun now knows actually that Musa Islam is right. So the reason he does not believe in him, does not, the reason he rejects him is not because he does not have enough argument. The reason is because he does not want to believe. He just wants to you know, enjoy his power, and the way of his life. That's the reason. So what now he's saying, he gathers all the people, and he's really scared that you know, now people can listen to Musa al-Islam, because Musa al-Islam's you know, words are so powerful. So he said now to the people that, you know, I have seen everywhere. I don't see that any, that any Allah, any God other than me. And actually, so many surahs, like for example, in the Surah Al-Qasas, if you look, uh, the verse number 38, Surah Al-Qasas, said to his people, O the leaders of Egypt, I've done all the research. I make them all thinking and I look everywhere properly. I don't see, I don't know any Allah other than me. I am the only Allah in this whole universe. And then he said, you know, if you are not convinced, I can also go and look in the, in the heaven. And then he asked Haman, if you can build something in the heaven, you know, to reach there. Uh, but I don't find anybody else. So you can see, he just, he thinking really that he, now he's losing his power. And now he's losing control over his people. So he just wants them to believe that he is the supreme uh, Lord. So he said, Ana rabbukum ala, I am your supreme Lord. So he said, uh, similarly, he said, in Surah Al-Shu'ra, when the magician, they believed Musa Alayhi Salaam, he said, لَا إِنِ اتَّخَذْتَ إِلَهًا غَيْرِي لَا عَجْعَلَنَّكَ مِنْ مَسْجُونِينَ You know, if you believe in any Allah other than me, 
I will put you in the prison. So Firaun now is coming to threaten you. That's enough. Allah Taala first want the proof to become complete. Once the proof becomes complete, if the people believe, their belief is accepted. If the people don't believe, then Allah is going to destroy them. Simple thing understand because Quran says, Allah has written that me, I, my, my messengers, we must win. So that's why the best way is you cannot fight unbelievers. So why don't you make a war between them and your Lord? He can fight them. Allah has more power than you. Allah has more power than them. They have more power than you. You cannot defeat them. If you're going to fight them, they will defeat you. So the clever way basically is to make a fight between them and between their Lord. And nobody can win against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's actually what Musa is doing. Always understand this. Once actually you made something like that. And that only happens if you follow commands of Allah and do da'wah properly. If you, do, if you follow the commands of Allah and do da'wah properly, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of you and he will must, must make you victorious. But we Muslims always start with fighting ourselves, you know, make fighting between us and unbelievers. That's not the way. Don't start things with the fighting. Don't make a fight between you and believers. Between you and believers, be like a messenger. You've got a message, you want to convey the message. Your role is to convey the message. If they don't listen to you, then the fight will, will turn actually between them and their Lord. But if you start fighting them, Allah will not help you. Because you are not conveying the message. And the fighting will remain between you and them. They have more power, certainly you will be defeated. No doubt about that. You can see all the time happening really. All the time for 200 years, we kept saying, seeing same thing again and again. That the Muslims, whenever they make fight between themselves and unbelievers, they are defeated. Because more our concern is this space. Allah wants us to make our concern that hereafter. Our concern should be so, to save people from the fire of hell. If we convey Allah the message, then Allah will help us. But the reason we fight people, why? Because we think we have narrow space and we want to have bigger space. Allah does not want that to happen. Allah wants the believer to accept the narrow space, to thankful to him, worship him, convey the message, then he will make your space bigger. But if you fight for the space, then you are not going to win. Most actually, most time actually, the fight is for the space. And you look actually, in India, in, I know the history of India, you know, if you can look properly, the whole reason why Muslims in India wanted a separate state with the name of Pakistan. The only reason was more space. Because they were thinking if they live under the same India, ruled by majority Hindu, they will have problem. Once they get their own state, they can do whatever they like. So the reason for independent Muslim state was not Islam, it was basically to get more space. And that's why you can see the people who are actually more in favor of Islamic Pakistan, they are basically less religious people. All the ulama in India, they were against Pakistan. All the ulama of Deoban and all the mothers in India, they basically were against the idea of Pakistan. Because they thought really the reason we want actually is for space and Allah does not allow that. The ulama wanted to have united India where there is more opportunity for da'wah and they were thinking that Muslims will have share and the power for 35% and then after that they have more chance for working da'wah and they convert so many people to Islam. But the people you can see, the people who are not ulama, they are more support for Pakistan. A small land of Pakistan where we can implement Sharia and this and that, all the slogans. And Pakistan ka matlab kya la, you know, what is the meaning of Pakistan, la ilaha illallah, and all those things are there. But after all that thing, think properly, you know, I'm not against Pakistan, you know, in that sense, but I just want you to understand really, you know, properly, think really, after all those efforts, 
and hundreds of thousands of people have been killed. If you look at the history, really, so many Muslims used to be majority in Punjab. You know, the India's way was, Olama was thinking that if you make Pakistan, you will get those areas which are Muslim majority areas. You will lose all those areas of Muslim minority. Even Muslim majority areas like Punjab and Bengal, you also lose half of it. That's what happened. Muslims used to be majority in whole Punjab. What Pakistan got, half of Punjab. Then rest half of Punjab, Muslims basically are forced to leave, being killed, humiliated, hurted, and women have dishonored. Many women have been lost. We don't know what happened. 100,000 people have been killed. If you read the history, it is so painful. And people used to cry for that. Same in Bengal, same in Bihar. 100,000 Muslims have been killed. And after all those killings, what we got actually is, you know, in the state of Pakistan, no way it is different from India. Muslims in India, Pakistan, you cannot find in Islamic education, uh, in, in piety, in the fear of Allah, even the prayer, you never can find they are much different from in Indian Muslims. Actually, still after 70 years, Pakistan has not been able to make any institution like Deoband or another one. Still not. After 70 years. The Madrasad of Pakistan is still are far behind of India. And if Indian governments they get give e-visa for in Pakistani students, Indian Madrasad will be full of Pakistani students. They want to come there. But Indian government is so strict about the visa, they don't give. Just think really. Same Bangladesh. People got Bangladesh. What happened? Are they better now? Indian Madrasad are full of students from Bangladesh. Why is like that? Muslims in India are minority. Still, they have better education, better Islamic education, need the secular education, better Islamic education than India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. All the madrasas, most madrasas in India, they are far better than the madrasas in Bangladesh. People in Bangladesh, they prefer to study in India. And now, same stupid actually happening in Kashmir. For now, more than 20 years, basically, people are fighting to make in Kashmir independent. Even if you get independent, then what? We don't we have so many Muslim countries already? What, what difference will it make? Nothing. People don't understand really that's not the real problem. The problem is something else. Change yourself and convey the message of Allah. We don't want to change ourselves. We think really if we change the space, it will be good for us. Allah wants you to change yourself. Islamic state means changing the space. And Islam and Iman means what? Changing yourself. Allah wants believers to change themselves. He does not want the believers to change the space. He wants the change happen inside you. All this effort has been made to change the space. Pakistan, Bangladesh, now independent of Kashmir, and now many Muslim countries. This all effort is for what? To change the space. And Allah only helps you if you change your, yourself. If making Kashmir independent Muslim country helps you to become better believer, one can understand. But that needs effort before that. Improve your Iman. Improve your Islam. And actually, most people who are fighting in this country, you can, in Palestine, you know, such a pure Muslim country, but still, can see many people fighting in Palestine. None, it's not that they are Muslim. There are many people have so many different beliefs. So many, Islam is not there. That I'm trying to say, you no, know, Islam comes should be, should be first. So Allah subhanahu wa only helps people when they make a war between them, between the people, and between Allah. If you make a war between you and the people, you can't get help. We started fighting. The way we start the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Quran says when Musa al-Islam made the war between Allah and between Fir'aun, what happens? Then Allah says, فَأَخَدَهُ اللَّهُ نَكَالَ الْآخِرَةِ وَالْأُولَى Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seized, then Allah seized Fir'aun. You know, because you know, Fir'aun after Musa, Musa al-Islam did not have army. Musa al-Islam did not have a big, you know, 
uh, people. Musa Islam did not, you know, make people around him. Just two people, two brothers, Musa and Harun. Every time in the court of Firaun, nobody else can become Bani Israel. They have no courage to the, come to palace of Firaun. Nobody's coming there. Only two people. Every time you see in the palace, two people. Just two people, two messengers. Musa and Harun. Nothing else. Nobody else is there. Nobody supporting them. Two people. But they did properly. They received the message properly. They destroyed the whole empire. Two people, they got, they made the Firaun to be humiliated. Two people. Because these two people, they acted according to command of Allah SWT. Now we are one, more than one billion Muslims. We can't do anything. We never can bring any change. Nothing happening. And even when they bring change, people become happy. It's, it, after, after a while, it becomes very clear, nothing was there really. Now many people in Egypt are saying, Hosni Mubarak was better than these people. So didn't we waste our time? Didn't we waste so much energy? Didn't we waste actually so many people have been killed? If Hosni Mubarak was so better, why didn't we think properly? Why didn't we plan properly? Why didn't we start from the beginning? We didn't start from the beginning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you see how two people are doing. Musa and Harun, because they received the message from the heaven. They convey the message, Allah is helping them. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seized Fir'aun as the punishment of this world, as punishment of the hereafter. The punishment came to him. For the hereafter and for this world, he's been destroyed, drowned. And the story is amazing thing, how, how Quran has mentioned it, that how Allah has helped. In one day, Allah commanded Musa al-Islam that take Ban Israel, all the Jews in the night, take them out of Egypt. And Musa did that to make, you know, you know, so many thousand people to move. It is not something hidden. You know, when they, they, they made plan that, you know, on certain night, everybody will leave the house, whatever they can take. But when you do something like that, it's not that Firaun cannot know. He found out. Then he followed them. The Quran says, Fatba'u Firaun. Firaun made to follow. And when the morning happened, the followers of Musa, all the Jews, they found they are in front of the sea. And behind them is Firaun with his mighty army. And they know now if Firaun gets them, killing, nothing else. They can't fight Firaun any. Firaun is going to kill all of them. Qala sahabu Musa, inna lamudrakun. Musa's companion said to Musa al-Islam, now we are caught. We can't do anything. Sea is there. Water is there. We can't cross the water. And Firaun is there. We can't, we, we can't do anything. You know, it was very bad for us to listen to you. Now we are, we are just between these two things. We can't do anything. But Musa al-Islam, no. Because he receives the message from his Lord. He believes in him that anything. He, he believes in message more than what he sees. His belief is in the Lord so firm. He says, Kalla. Kalla. Never, never. Inna ma'ya rabbi. Say Hadir. Certainly with my, me is my Lord. He will guide me. When the people think there are no guidance, still Musa believes there are guidance. Oh, now nobody in Israel knows actually that what will happen. Nobody believed. All of the people think that now they, they've gone. Except Musa. Musa is the only person who still believes that he, Allah will make way for him. That's what should be happen for us. We Muslims don't believe in him. We don't believe in Allah's message really. We think if we don't compromise on the message, who is going to listen? If we keep talking about the day of judgment, people will think we are foolish. We are stupid. We don't, don't know this word. People will think like that. If you keep. We don't believe in the message. We don't believe in the hereafter. We don't believe in the paradise. We don't believe in the fire of hell. But Musa al Islam, no, he believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, Kalla inna ma'ya rabbi sayahdeer. And then Allah just wanted to listen to that. Not more than that. Allah said to Musa al Islam, Oh Musa, hit with your staff, with Asa, the sea. And Musa al Islam, the hit 
with the same stuff the sea and then what happened there became in you know, 12 ways you know all the ways for Bani Israel and then Musa al-Islam entered into the sea with all his army thousands of the people all the stuff is going when Pharaoh comes you know he became very happy now it is the way he can follow because he's, in, he's arrogant of his army he's following him when Musa al-Islam became out of the sea all his people and Pharaoh is in the middle he wants to follow what happened then Allah commanded the sea again joined and drowned and then Pharaoh shouting very loudly Pharaoh said oh Musa I believe now in Allah in a God of Musa and Harun Allah said Alan and now too late you should have seen when Musa wanted to show you. When Musa showed you, you didn't see. Now you seeing with your seeing with your eyes is not accepted. If you see with the eye of Musa, then we can accept. If you see with your own eyes, we cannot accept Islam. Iman only can be accepted when people see with the eyes of the prophets. If the prophets say something haram and you believe in that, then accepted. But if you make experiment and then science proves that it is harmful and then you avoid that it is not accepted when you see with the eye of a prophet then you are a believer when you see with your own eye you are not a believer day of judgment everybody will see but they don't it does not make them believer when people die they see the angels and they believe in the angels that does not make them believer if people don't see with the eye of musa they are not a believer if the people see with their own eyes, they are not believers. The problem of the Pharaoh has been, he did not see with the eye of Musa. He is seeing with his own eye. And when he believes after seeing his own, he is not accepted. Quran says, now, when you have seen, you can't, it, we cannot accept that. We, only, we wanted you to see with the eye of Musa. When Musa taught you, why don't you see? This we have to learn really. That's what the you know, problem with us Muslims is. We don't want to see with the eye of the Prophet Muhammad He came. If he teaches you eat with the right hand, then eat with the right hand. If everybody in the world says that eating with the left hand is more beneficial, it is medically proven, or all those things. But Prophet Muhammad said, no, eat with the right hand, then eat with the right hand. Like Musa Islam. All the people say we are caught. But Musa said, no, with me, my Lord. Always see with the eye of the Prophet. All the sunnah of the Prophet, when Prophet says something, whether you see, you don't see, whether you understand, you don't understand, believe in him and follow him, then Allah will accept. But if you say, I only can follow the Prophet Muhammad, if I can see with my own eyes, you are not a believer. If you think really, I only can avoid a haram, if I can see with my own eyes, you are not a believer. Believers are only those people who, who see with the eyes of the messengers, and with the eyes of the prophets. So directly what happened, you know, he, he caught now, he, he, Allah SWT punished him. Punishment came for both of the purpose. Quran says certainly, surely, there is a lesson in this for those who fear Allah. Again coming. This lesson not for everybody. You see how nicely Quran, this surah, if you look properly, these two words, Taga and Khashia. Taga and Khashia, the two key words in this surah. The way of the Pharaoh is Taga. The way of Musa is Khashia. Musa is calling people to fear Allah and Pharaoh is calling people to Tughiyan. Pharaoh wants people to rebel against Allah and Musa wants people to fear Allah. Pharaoh's way is to follow the desire Pharaoh's way is to prefer this world 
and Musa's way is to prefer the hereafter. Musa's way is not to follow the desire. Follow command of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Musa follows command of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So that is what happened. Quran says, "Inna fi dalika laibaratul liman yaksha." In that story, a lesson for those people who fear Allah, and that actually certainly truly. That why Quran never, never reveals itself for those who don't fear Allah. If people don't have taqwa, they never can get any benefit from this book. This book is only open book for those who have fear, because knowledge only can come when if you fear Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. If people don't fear Him, knowledge never can come. You always look from behind the curtain. Curtains never can be removed from your eye unless you fear Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Without the fear, curtains remain one after the other. You can see all the scientists, all the philosophers in in, in the world, they are so clever people. But the problem actually is these killer people. They don't know how to remove the curtains. They're looking from behind the curtains, so they believe what they're seeing. That's the problem, because they don't fear Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. If they fear Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, the curtains can be removed. So Quran is command. Quran is saying there are lessons in this, but not for everybody. Lessons are for those who fear Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You can't see it. The stories keep happening in the world, but people don't take lessons. That are historians say. One of the biggest problems of the history is that nobody takes lessons from the history. Uh, one one of the biggest lesson of the history is nobody takes lesson from the history. So that's true. People don't take lesson because to take a lesson you need to fear Allah. If you don't fear Him, you cannot take lessons. The Quran makes very clear: "Na fi dalik al ibratan liman yaksha." There's lesson in that, but for those who fear, what ibrah means? Ibrah means when you cross from one thing to the other thing. So when you have a story, then you connect the story with your own condition. That's ibrah. So I reading the story of Firaun. Then I apply. Think in that light. You know, this happened to Firaun. Same can happen to me. That is Abira. Firaun did not listen to his Lord. This happened to him. Firaun followed the desire. This happened to him. Firaun rebelled against the command of Allah. This what happened to him. Firaun did not listen to Musa al-Islam. This what happened to him. If I don't listen to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, same will happen to me. That is Abira means. Abira means when basically connect any story with your own story. Take lesson for yourself. Then Abira. Ibra basically means connecting or applying any story to your own conditions, with your cases. That Ibra is. So now Quran is saying that the Ibra in what actually in the story of Musa and Firaun. Inna fi dalik al-Ibra tilman yaksha. So this was the historical actually argument to prove the day of judgment, and also making very clear to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that these people when they denying the day of judgment, it is not the day of judgment. They basically are rejecting you. And if they reject you, they should know that same will happen to them. What happened to Firaun? So this is story. Now the Quran is coming to another argument for the Day of Judgment. What the reason that you think Day of Judgment cannot happen? Do you think it, it, it is too difficult to create you again? What the reason that you think Allah, Allah cannot make you alive? Do you think it is too difficult for Him? Think really His universe. How He has made the whole thing. The Quran says, "Aan tum ashad duhalqan amis samao." Are you stronger in the creation or the sky? Look at the sky above, above you. How complicated the whole system is! You know, it's not easy. Look actually how tiny you are. You know, and how the small system is your system compared to the whole system, of the whole order of the universe. Look at the sky. Can you measure it? Can you know the limits of it? Can you know how much complications are there? Do you know what sky means? Don't look actually. Who is stronger? Aan tum ashadu khalqan? Are you stronger in in creation? It, are you more difficult to be created? Amis samao or the sky banaha? He built it. That he built. Banaha in Arabic language means 
when you build something on the foundation that you make. So that way Arabs find very difficult really that how Quran can use the word built for sky because sky is like a roof. For roof you don't use in Arabic language the word bana. For roof you use the, in Arabic language the word rafa'a. You know raised. Why Quran say built? But the thing basically is sky can be roof looking at the earth. But sky is also a building. You know if you look above the sky that's also building. It has foundation. It has, you know, Allah SWT made it. So when we look, when you look at the sky as being roof, then Quran says rafa'a. But when Allah SWT wants to discuss its building of the sky at its own, no, it is building. It has foundation. It, Allah SWT made it. He built it. Banaha, rafa'a samkaha fasawwaha. He raised it some. When the thing actually is deep, you know, what something actually in the deep like that, so Arabic language has two words. Umq and Samk. Umq means the lowest part, lower part. So some, if you go deeper, that is so Umq. And upper part of that is called something like that, go deep like that, to, you know, can say two end. So if you go to the lower end, that is called Umq. And if you come to the upper end, that is called Samk. samk. Is it clear? So, you know, for example, for every single thing, like, in, like the well, the well has Umq and well also has Samk. So similarly, the sky, the Quran says, Rafa'a Samkaha. Allah built, Allah raised its highness, you know, its height, the height of the sky. Allah raised it, Allah, and then he built it properly, without any fault, make it properly, intact, properly, you know, free from any fault, properly. Everything, single thing has been made in the sky, properly as a desire, like human being. Allah SWT made it like, you know, where the eyes should be there, where the, you know, mind should be there, how the brain works, how the joints work, how the hands work, how the, every single part of the body works. Allah SWT made it like that. You know, properly, that's what means. So he made everything in the sky properly. We don't know how much complication there. And actually, do we really know ourselves? Just think really, how much we know about ourselves. You know, ask all, all the doctors and all the scientists and ask them how, how much you know about yourself. Very little. The knowledge that people have got about themselves, really, very little. No scientist, no philosopher know really how, what is the relation between soul and body. People know there is soul because people become die. But what the relation is, how soul comes there, how it leaves the body, nobody knows. Ask all the scientists, philosophers, how it happens that people remember something and how it happens they forget. How it happens that people fall in the love and how it happens that people hate someone. How it happens, how it suddenly happens. Just think really, how it happens that you know you remember some story sometimes, sometimes you don't remember. How the, how the brain works, in all the details, many, many complications. Very, you know, to really, people can make some claims sometimes, but it's really very difficult for the people to know all those details. You know, people know very little. Quran says, You have been given very little knowledge. So even the things that people see, very little they know. How can they know about the sky and about the heaven? Nothing, very little. And then after, Allah Taala makes its night dark. Layla means Layla Samai. So Allah SWT is you know, uh, connecting the uh, uh, night with the sky because what happening happening is night is happening because of sky. Because when the sun rises in the sky, day comes. When the sun disappears, then after the night comes. So that's why the Quran says, you know, Allah is the one who made the night of, of the sky dark. Meaning the night which comes because of the sky, they become dark. This really, if you look properly, it's really amazing thing. To make the night to remain dark is not easy. 
how Allah has made the system, how he made the whole world like that, that how he made this arrangement that you know a night comes to the people and he made the night dark. You know, because you know, if you ask the, ask the scientists, they will tell you there are so many stars in the universe and they are far, far bigger than the sun. If one of the stars, those stars, they come nearer, they not only can burn the whole earth, they even can burn our sun. They are so powerful, they have so much light, they have so much power energy, they even can burn the whole sun. In this universe, there are so many stars, much, much more powerful, many, many times, hundred thousand times, much more, more powerful than the sun. If they can become nearer, they can burn the earth and they can burn the sun itself. But now, see why it is happening that they are there, still we get the darkness in the night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them on a certain distance. If we take away that distance and make them nearer, we don't have the darkness in the night. To make the night darker, he, made, he intended that. He made the arrangement. He created so many stars. He, even the sun actually, he could have made the sun in a different way. There would have been no night. You know, the way he actually made all the things to lead that he, he really wanted to have darkness in the night, he made a favor upon the people. Had he made any of those stars nearer to the earth, would have no, no, no night. He, he made, you know, its night darker. Duha means, you know, the shining time of the, of, of, the, of the day when the sun becomes very bright. He is the one who brought it out. Duha. He made it. It is not that the night disappeared and the day came. Disappearance of the night and coming of the day, both are created by him. He created it. He made the night. It is not the sun sets, the night comes by itself. No, darkness is made by him. When the sun goes, he makes the sun to disappear and then after that he makes the light, the darkness to come. Darkness are created by him. When people walk, they have shadow. So don't think because you know, the, they, they are between sun and between dark, shadow comes. Shadow has been created by him. He made it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created all those things. See how much he has done. And now people think he cannot make human being again. He cannot make you alive. He, he did all those things from no example, from nothing. So he made its night dark. And he brought out you know, shining bright day from it. And after that, he spread the earth. You know, he made the earth. Now the question actually here comes very often by the people. That which one was the first, the earth or the sky? Because there's a verse, uh, you know, Surah Hamima Sajda, uh, that was number uh, 11. If you look uh, in Surah Hamima Sajda, In the Surah Fusra of Hamima Sayyidah, so you see what the Quran says there. Quran is saying, you know, in the verse number 9 to 11, see, Quran is saying in uh, verse number 9, Qul a'innakum la takfuruna billadhi khalaqa al-arda fi yawmain. Do you deny Allah who created the earth in two days? And then Quran goes more. Then Quran says, وَجَعَلَ فِيهَا رَوَاسِيَ مِنْ فَوْقِهَا وَبَارَكَ فِيهَا وَقَدَّرَ فِيهَا أَقْوَاتَهَا فِي أَرْبَعَةِ أَيَّامٍ سَوَاءً لِلسَّائِلِينَ 
He made the mountains and all the things in there. Then Quran says, Thum mastawa ila sama wa hiya dukhanun. And then after that, you know, he, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the, made the sky. So sometime in the Quran comes, you know, Allah has made the earth, then the sky. And in this verse you can see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said he created the sky and then he, after that, he spread the earth. It is not something like contradiction. Basically, the thing is, like for example, when somebody starts to build a house, so in the beginning they have in you know, a foundation, they have in you know, walls, and then after that they start working on the roof and things like that. Then again they come to the windows and all those things, you know, you know, to, to, to make it finer. So people keep you know, coming from one to move. So similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started the earth, then after that he made the you know, roof and all those things. Then after that he came and spread the earth in a way it can grow the plants and all those things. You can see really, so though maybe starting point had been the earth, then after that you know, he, made, you know, he knows his wisdom, then he made, so there's no contradiction for, in that. And second thing could be that after that, it does not mean the order. Meaning basically because Allah started the whole thing to compare that is your creation more difficult or creation the sky. Then after that Allah wants to that and you know, not only that, look more than, more than that. He also made the earth. So, Bada Dalika does not mean that, you know, you know order of the time. Bada Dalika means order of the mentioning. Allah Sata wants to say that, you know, he did this. Then after that, you also see he did this. So, sometime, you know, something have, you know, order of the creation when they existed. Sometime, actually, order of the mentioning. So, maybe something, you know, came into existence before, but you mention it later because, you know, this is how your argument fit. So, you started argument with the, with the sky. And then after that, you want to use the argument of the creation of the earth. So Allah Taala said, you know, look at the sky. Are they more difficult or you? And then after that, Allah Taala said, after that, you know, even see even the earth. So this after that does not mean after the, after the creation of the sky. It means basically, just are the argument. Or maybe after, or, or simply meaning it, that after I have mentioned the sky, look about the earth. It is the order only about the mentioning, not about the creation. Is it clear? So basically thinking is their question, which was created before. So I am trying to say, though in this verse it looks like the sky was created before the earth, but it could be for two reasons. The first reason is that it could be that Allah created the earth, then the sky, and then after that he you know, spread the earth properly in a way that it can grow the plants and all those things. So it could be one meaning like that. Second meaning is, when the Quran says, after that, meaning is, and after I have mentioned the sky, now I am mentioning the earth. So this order is not order of the creation, this is the order of mentioning. So sometimes it could like, sometimes Quran mentions Ibrahim al Islam, and then after that he mentions Nu al Islam. So it does not mean that Nu al Islam was you know, created after Ibrahim al Islam. No, this is not a meaning. Meaning is, in argument, Ibrahim actually fitted before Nu. So Ibrahim has been mentioned, and then Quran wants to say that after mentioning Ibrahim, I also meant Nu al Islam, who was even before him. But I am mentioning after that, you know, Nuh al-Islam. So sometimes the order is order of the creation and existence, and sometimes the order is order of the mentioning. Is it clear? So this is actually what is happening here. So people should not think really that Quranic verses, they are contradicting. Because the creation of the, of the earth and heaven, it was not so simple. They have taken more, more than one stages. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has built these things in those different stages. And one explanation I mentioned is actually mentioned a, a stage, you know, it explanation about the mentioning. So Quran is saying, and after that he spread the earth. Dahaha means means in the make in a way they become plain in a way so they can grow the plants and then they can you know they have fruits and trees and all those things. Then he make like that. 
and then after that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala brought out from 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 the earth the water and its pasture land. Mar'aha means you know the land from you know from which you know the green things can grow and you know and women can, uh, and the animals can be grazed. So that is mar'aha. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made all those things. Wal jibal arsaha and he also and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala after that he made the mountains you know firm in, in the earth. So nothing. Quran says in another verse, "So Allah tamida bekum." So you know the earth cannot move. So that's why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala put the mountains there. So this is Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentioning that you know He made the heaven and uh, uh, and the earth, and then He made the mountains to make it firm, and all and then He grows all the you know plants and everything from from the earth, and then He said, "Mata alakum wa li anamikum." All was why, you know, to benefit you. Mata alakum as the sustenance. You know, for you and your animals. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did all this thing to benefit you, to sustain you and also your animals that you're going to use either for riding or for eating their meat for any purpose. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has created all this thing to sustain you and sustain sustain your animals. So the argument actually started with who is stronger? Is are the human being stronger or the sky? Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala after that keep mentioning many other favors upon the people. So basically, two things now are combined. One is the power of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. He has got so much power. If he has got so much power, who if he can create the sky, the earth, and all those things, then recreating you again it is so easy. The second argument, this one is that he he made all these things as a favor upon you. If he made something as a favor upon you, the certainly day will come when he is going to question you. How did you use it? Because Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala giving you something for a reason, for a purpose. So there must be something wisdom behind that. The Quran very often used both arguments: argument of the qudra and argument of the hikma for the day of judgment. So his qudra, his power, makes certain there must be day of judgment, and the hikma of the creation, the wisdom of the creation, makes also certain there must be day of the judgment that is coming. Then Quran is saying, "Faida jaatit tamatul kubra." So tamma basically means tamma itim in Arabic language means. When a problem becomes very high, it becomes so much, so so high, so difficult. It becomes basically it becomes you know stronger than any other problem. That trauma. The Quran said when the great overwhelming event will arrive, to when you know real trauma, real problem of the people, when the big this big problem will arrive, this really you know when it will arrive, what will happen? Then the Quran said you know then the, all the things will be again you know shaken. You know Quran says faida ja at trauma til kubra. And then the Quran is saying, "Yawm itadakkaru al-insanu ma sa'a." The day when the man will remember whatever he has done. People have been given; they are not created them. And all the favors are there for a purpose that they must listen to him, they must obey him. So day will come when every single thing that he have done, it will be shown. People will be given their book in their hands. People will be reminded what they have done. Everybody will remember whatever they have done. Every single thing that people did, everything in front of their eyes. You may think that the sun is not so hot. Wabur rezatil jahim ole man yara, and the fire and the hell will be made to be, to appear in front of the people for all those who can see. Means for everybody, anybody who has got eye, they will see. It will appear suddenly. In the Quran, it will say from in other words, in basic like you know, people are moving in a direction, and suddenly. The fire will appear. It is already there. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala does not need to make any effort to build or to create the fire. It is already there. It is basically, when people come there, it will appear for them. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, when you know this will happen, yeah, the, the fire will be made to appear for all the people 
who can see. So lemon yara basically means for every single person. Because everybody is going to see it. Lemon yara. Then what will happen? Fa'amma man taga wa'athar al-hayata dunya fa'inna al-jahima hiya al-ma'wa. You know, very clear. Because, you know, this story, okay, I mentioned the story of Musa and Fir'aun. Fir'aun basically is a representative of what? Following the desire and to become, to rebel against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to lead the people to the fire of hell. Musa al-Islam on the country, the messenger who comes to teach people to prefer the next world over this world. To listen to command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to get, get paradise. You know, look in Surah Al-A'la, uh, the verse number 16. Quran says, Qad man tazakka, wa rabbihi Those people who do tazkiyat, who are purified, they are successful. What the word use? Tazakka. So tazakka is the if people are mutazakki, if people are pure and clean, they are successful. That is the call of Ibrahim and Islam when he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent a messenger to the people, is a key him. And that was the call of Musa al-Islam in this surah. When Musa al-Islam said to the people, Fir'aun, so if you connect all these verses, you can see Ibrahim al-Islam Ibrahim wanted a new messenger to come to purify people, to clean them. When Musa al-Islam came, he called people for the same thing. When the Prophet Muhammad came, he also called people for the same thing. And what Tazkiyah means? Tazkiyah means to purify people from all the dirts of this world. No greed, no shirk, no kufr, nothing. Purify, clean from every single thing. And now in this surah, Quran says, Qad man tazakka. And those who do tazkiyah, purify, they become successful. And then Quran says what tazkiyah means. Wa rabbihi fasalla. You know, mention your name, name of your Lord and doing the prayer. That's what tazkiyah means. And then Quran is saying, but people don't want to do tazkiyah. What stops them from tazkiyah is, bal dunya. Rather you prefer the worldly life. So basically, tazkiyah only can happen when the people prefer the next world over this world. But most people, they follow their desire and they prefer this world over the next world. That's why Quran says, Baltu usiruna al-hayata dunya wal-akhiratu khayru wa-abqa And hereafter, it's better for you and more lasting. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more. Subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.